Marcus with Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack with your next live music report. A lot of action to report on Saturday, July 21st. If you're in the Worcester area, we have the Rock Party at the Cove with local bands Tester, Psych Asylum, Sickle, and Frenemy. That's 8 p.m. doors going all night at the Cove, Worcester, Massachusetts. Also July 21st, 3 p.m. doors, 5 o'clock music starts. The Snowbound Throwdown with happens in Winchenden, Massachusetts at the Snowbound Club. Outdoor event, again, doors at 3, band start at 5. This is 6 Tribute X, all for $12 a ticket. Tributes by System of a Down, ACDC, Sublime, Nirvana, Megadeth, and Nine Inch Nails. And hey, yours truly, Heavy Metal with a Six Pack, will be there to talk to the fans, talk to the bands, record some uh, music, some material, play some uh, games, and enjoy the day. This is an outdoor event, rain or shine. Bring chairs, bring blankets, leave the coolers at home. July 26th at the Feet Music Hall, Providence, Rhode Island. Indoor beach party featuring Power Man 5000. Power Man 5000 with Vices, Carpathia, and more acts are to be to be announced. That is Thursday, July 26th at the Feet Music Hall. Worcester Palladium, Worcester, Massachusetts, Friday, July 27th, Buck Cherry with P.O.D. Lit Alien Ant Farm. That's at Worcester Palladium. Doors at 6.30 p.m. for that show. Tuesday, July 31st, also at the Worcester Palladium. Rise Against Morning in America Tour. That is Rise Against with AFI and Anti-Flag. And also closer to the city limits, Boston, Massachusetts at the Paradise Rock Club. Saturday, July 28th, Attila, Suicide Silence, Volumes, Rings of Saturn, Spite, and Cross Your Fingers. That is a 6 p.m. door, $28 day at the show, $25 in advance at the Paradise Rock Club. That is your Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack Live Music Report. Welcome back, everybody, and uh, thanks for joining us again. This is a Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack, the podcast. Uh, Marcus, Jay, and Anthony with you once once again. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms, on Instagram and Twitter, at HMOA, number 6PACK. And uh, follow us on Facebook if you haven't already. Uh, just look for the uh, cross guitars of the beer can, Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. 
email us directly with any uh, comments, any questions, any feedback, any um, album review suggestions, excuse me, suggestions, uh, HMOA number six, P-A-C-K at gmail.com. We can be found on iTunes. We can be found on Google Play. We can be found on iHeartRadio. We can be found on the TuneIn app. Tell your friends. There's plenty of avenues, plenty of free apps to reach our content, and uh, we uh, we appreciate your uh, you listening. Today is going to be part three of the artist evolution. Uh, this is going to be uh, my my personal uh, my personal trip into the world of uh, of uh, Machine Head. Um, all the guys are uh, participating in the episode. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy. Marcus, I believe you have up, man? your band of the, the day. I love this song, by the way. Surprise, you're dead. Yeah, let us, let us soak in. We're fine. I'm going to pour this beer. Are we recording it. again? Yeah, we're, we're okay. recording now. You can say all the funny shit okay. you want. Okay, so, so side note. Okay. We were discussing the range of Mike Patton. Sure. And th- this was my... Thing. When you say side note, do you want this edited or is this still... No, no, no. You can. You don't have to edit this out. Okay. Because I find this... I'm just it, making sure. Cause... I find this interesting because it... So I heard this song on the radio and I thought it was New Faith No More call a radio station because I'm like all excited Faith No More no this is Drain STH <laughs> what the hell is that I don't even know who that is you don't know who Drain STH I is don't. I know who Drain STH is see four women from I'm... Stockholm really <laughs> like it's a woman too yes okay there's the rain there you go rain. no no that's, that's impressive um <laughs> I thought I thought I'm not mad I, I just, thought I was surprised not mad bro I thought it was mad, Faith No More. Okay. So there's your, there's your range sure. argument. Okay. And while I was sad, it wasn't Rain SDH. That is band. Very upset that you guys didn't mention them on the top bands. I have to look them up. I've never. Female bands. See, Marcus, you know Rain SDH. They should have been on there. Uh, the field that we have, I disagree. Drain SDH is one of the best. They wouldn't have made it. Really? Against who? Not in my book. Kitty? Jesus. Dude. They bury Kitty. Just back In Dream Theater. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do right now. And you know what? I'm actually flattered that you that you paid so close attention to the album. And you know, you know my... my Dude, I'm setting up an artist profile for Kitty. I'm like watching the documentary as we speak and like taking notes. Are they still playing? I'm just curious. Um, I they think paying? they're I think they're inactive at the moment. I E or a Y? Because I mean, if they change. Oh, I I think right. Good wrong. I'm probably wrong. Don't his face. I think it's Y. No, it's I E. Okay, I was gonna say K I T T I E Kitty. Uh, hold on, I have to check their MySpace page. What the f- Shots fired! Fuck Shots is fired! your angle right now? Like, I don't <laughs> understand what's going on right now. Uh, it, you know what's going on? Boom sauce is going yeah, on. Boom We're not talking about that yet. It's, it, but it's affecting. Machine head. It's, it's... No, he, he, he cut me... He's going. He's going for the soul. Cut me deep. He's going for the soul right now. What's wrong with with Drain STH? What's wrong with fucking Kitty? 
nothing. Katie. Well, then what the <laughs> All I'm saying because is. Because I'm a pot stirrer. All I said, we had to feel the 64, and Drain STH would not have made it out of the first round. He's probably right because. I guarantee heart, you. Heart, I guarantee Barracuda. You, Barracuda. Oh, see, heart, I don't consider heart heavy metal. Discovered by Led Zeppelin? I don't consider, I don't consider Led Zeppelin heavy, heavy metal. metal. <laughs> I thought we discussed this back then. No, no, we, okay, that's right. We said our plateau of Black Sabbath. Edit this out. No, don't. No, I'm, no, whatever. You can come at me all you want. I'm just come saying. Come at me, bro. I could have put Drain <laughs> STH. They would have been, like, seated 64, and, like, that didn't make my 62. They would have been okay. beaten by Pantera. Anybody that can't do math or follow some, you know, well, I, 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 you know. Hey, hey, hey! I actually want to bring this up. I listened to the episode that we had the uh, the Did dream you? the dream know. theater stuff, and I clearly <laughs> stated, clearly stated, go back and listen to it. I clearly stated. So in the first round, we multiplied this. In the second round, we are also... If you would have gone to the no, future see, and the, listened the to it, you would have understood what was going on. The word never said to me because I asked that question. I the said, only time that so... we had to go back is because we had this retarded fucking tie <laughs> between Dream Theater and fucking Avenged Sevenfold. Which, I mean, come on. Which, whatever. I might just start pulling <laughs> like, really? Why is I'd be like, tie? you know what? I'm what a, just I'm, happened here? I might just be like an original founder, <laughs> and I'm not going to let this happen. Like, there's not no fucking tie between Dream Theater and fucking... Sevenfold. Avenged Sevenfold. Like, it's not happening. <laughs> I don't care, because you know what? As much as I want to, like, be here for the people... Which and, is funny, because like, the band... <laughs> I actually want to talk together. about somebody who's fucking relevant right now. Machine head. Hold well, on. I gotta... I gotta... I gotta breathe. Get it out. Just breathe. But, you know... So anyway, this has been a great topic today. I like this. I like doing stuff like this. Yeah, well, you kind of learned something. Because Anthony brought this topic up. I did. And uh, it, I, I, I was very excited about it, actually, because I don't want to say I haven't been doing, like, my show research like I, I, supposed, I was supposed to, but, like, you know what? When he said it, it's like, hey, pick one band. Let's actually talk about, like, the evolution of, like, one band. Like, I, I, I actually think I, like, hit the ground running with this one. And I'm like, two bands came to mind, and one band like really stuck out. Well, it's interesting how how certain and, and and I decided one because you can really go, you can go deep into it. It, it took me about you two can, seconds you to can, decide. You can really there's gonna be there's gonna be part twos to this because like even like just like thinking about like the process that we're like we're going through. Well, there's like, so many bands that even not even with their their band member change, but with the band member change, it's 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 kind of cool how they've evolved and. and Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. It's true. It's, it's interesting to learn it's their true. their story of how they get to where they are or how they've, they've fallen off. Right. We lost you. Discussion. There. Nope. Wait. Hey. Hey. Hello? Test it. Nope. Nope. Hello? There we are. There I am. I know it's some bananas. Cable. I think it's the cable. Smashed bananas. Although it could be the We're losing like so much equipment. We don't even play in shows. If you want to sponsor us, we need equipment. <laughs> yeah, help us! <laughs> help! I needed a microphone. Listen, 
we have no problem every 45 seconds giving you a shout out. No, that's a lie we do. But <laughs> send us free equipment. All right, so. Are you naked people? This is a great topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> rip. so gross. Everybody it's picked one. I picked one band to talk about the evolution of And I, I'm glad you picked them because I kind of semi-expected it, but. You know why? Because they actually had an evolution. And they have like a like they grew show like is based guilds. off them. Climbed out they of literally the have shows based off them. It's like night with Machine it's, Head. So the 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 band that, the band that I went with was a uh, it's, it's a band called Machine Head. Machine Head. Their 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 overall um, resume. We have nine studio albums. Or we have two live albums. One video album. I'm not even sure what that means. That's an album made in the video. There. Yeah, but how do you buy it? Like, I don't like, know. It's not like a DVD. DVD. I've never heard of a video album. I've never heard of that. It's an before. album that's a video. You don't have any music DVDs? I have I six. Know. Oh, God, I'm six. so old. I have six. There we go. Is that what Ben Sevenfold, Volbeat. It's just a music August DVD. Burns Red. But yeah. anyway, don't, don't, don't let me digress. I mean, nine studio albums, two live albums, one video album, 15 music videos, one EP, and 13 singles. They've, uh, they've been around for a while. They've had their... Fucking fuck. All right, this band actually formed in 1991. Now, when I, uh, um, full disclosure, when I started getting into the history of this group, like there's information for, for friggin' days. And what I tried to do was, like, knowing that like we're in a podcast and you guys don't have hours and hours and hours to spend, listen to my tell like my rambling bullshit. I tried to make this like um, as much as a of an informative. Uh, summary as I possibly could but the reason why I picked this band is because like we went they actually have sound evolution they've been around for decades they they started in 1991 they were formed from Oaking, Oakland California they're from Oakland California 1991 this band formed they were actually founded by uh, the lead singer currently Rob, Robert, Flynn? Robert Flynn who's been with them He's he's All the guy all the time. He's he's a, Rob Rob Flynn is Machine Head, and um, he actually founded this band with the bassist Adam Deuce. Fun fact that I actually picked up: Adam Deuce actually picked up Rob Flynn. Rob Flynn was previously in a band, a group. It was called Violence, V I O, dash, Lens, L E N T E. But, um. Rob Flynn actually had some violent interactions with like a couple of the members of Violence. <laughs> Ironic. Ironic, yes. And there were some gang affiliations Ooh, that were like involved with violence, which is why Ooh. Rob Flynn decided that he needed to leave violence. <laughs> Smart choice. But we'll we'll talk about that later. So Rob Flynn and um, Adam Deuce are the are the original founders, 1991. The first, the band started as Thrash. They were Thrash. Um, the, fir- the 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 first song, the first song. Oh, let me. They recorded a demo as a th- as a as a Thrash metal artist. They they submitted a demo. Like back in the '90s, you could actually go to like record record artists or record producers, I should say. And like submit demos. Roadrunner right. Records picked these guys up off of the demo. Oh, Roadrunner. Which is funny because the trio is Roadrunner. Hmm. Slipknot, I believe, was originally yes. Roadrunner. 
coyote hasn't caught him yet. So in 1991, they submitted a demo. It was called Burn My Eyes. It was the first studio recording. And um, they picked up a drummer. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading notes and like talking at the same time. They took on a second guitarist. It was, it was uh, Logan Mater and drummer Tony Costanza were added after uh, after the, uh, the the original followers. Picked up by Roadrunner. 1994, Burn My Eyes was actually released. Described by media presence as a bone-shattering exercise in brutality. It was also Roadrunner's best-selling debut album from any artist. Really? To that point, 1994, to that point that, they, that they've had in their catalog. Now, the thing, the thing with, like, Machine Head, meep, really, meep. I picked up Machine <laughs> Head probably between the years uh, 2000 and 1999. That's, what, that's when I picked okay. up, that's when I picked so, up Machine Head. The Burning Head. Red being there. Burned my eyes. I had no clue of until I started actually doing, and doing some research. I'm, I'm full, full disclosure, I had no clue of Burn My Eyes. Although, um, the hit track off of Burn My Eyes was a song called David, uh, Davidian. And that's uh, one that they actually still feature pretty regularly on like current tours. So if you actually like check out their current te- their current set list, like Davidian is like still pretty much there. But they start they started. I mean, they were very guitar riffy. They're very thrash metal. They're very they were very heavy. Early days, Machine Head. This band was not necessarily accepted in like America. Like they did a lot of their touring in like Europe. Sure. Um, oh, touring sweet. happened primarily in Europe. Opening for Act. They actually opened for Slayer. Okay, that makes sense. And then they actually went back to Europe for like a couple of like uh, like summer festivals. So 1994, they had just released their first album. Their their um their drummer Contos. Uh, I believe he went on to play with Testament. Mm-hmm. Replaced by Dave McLean. Let's make sure I'm reading my notes right. Uh, I'm gonna digress inspired. a little bit. Okay, let me actually read the notes that I actually wrote for myself, like while I did my seg- <laughs> while I did my segment. Band started thrash recorded a demo that was picked up by Roadrunner Records. Burn My Eyes was the first studio recording. During the recording of the album, drummer Costanza left the band and was replaced by Chris Contos. So they actually recorded the album, lost the drummer, replaced it by with another drummer. In, in mid album. Mid album. Okay. Burn My Eyes is released. Described as bone shattering exercise and vitality. I actually wrote these notes, so I'm actually gonna read them. That sounds like a good play. I like that. Guys, we're late in the episode. I'm like four beers now. Leave me alone. Fair enough. Touring happened primarily in Europe, opening for acts such as Slayer, and then returned to Europe for summer festival season, which Contos refused to tour in Europe. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to summer tours in Europe. Yeah, touring kind of bitch. So... They had to find a replacement for like the Euro- the European summer. They tours. had to find a replacement for the replacement, so, <laughs> right? Right. They had to find a replacement. So like within like Lock. within like a three year period, like they actually like lost like three drummers. Drummers are stupid. Two drummers. They lost two drummers. <laughs> so they found a replacement for like the the European like summer festival. Came back to America. Fire Contos. No more Contos. Because he's with Testament. Uh, replaced by drummer Walter Ryan. And I gotta be honest, their first two drummers, very, very metal sounding names. <laughs> right? Third dude. Contos. He's, he's like, I play the drums. I'm not gonna lie, Contos sounds like an Indian name. 
Like, All right, so that, like, that's a 1991 founding. Where, 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 1994 is when they officially released like, the first album. 1997, the second studio album is released. The Burning Red. It's called the... No. Oh, The More the, Things Change. The More Things Change. I apologize. <clears throat> I'm lost in this whole thing. I don't even know this. I'm one. waiting for The Burning Red because I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm, I'm learning a lot just from this conversation. Debuted at 138 on the, on the Billboard charts. Um... A lot of European tours again. Machine Head, like in the early, in the year, like pretty much the whole 90s was pretty much a European touring band, which is probably why they weren't. Sure. Well, uh, What's the word? Like, uh, the word I'm looking for is relevant. Relevant. Prolific. 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 There you go. In, in the US, because I mean, like all their tours. Because like, they, they've toured with uh, Napalm Death, Cold Chamber. Oh, they have. Skin Lab. I. I, I I was going through like the tour list, like on the Wikipedia page. I was like, dude, I could talk for hours, like going over the tours. They are. Uh, they and, went on the Odd Fest for the. For, uh, and, sorry, the odd, I was going to say Fest. 1997. After the more things changed, they were actually on the original Oz Fest festival. Yep. The first tour wow. in support of the album. Um, the more things changed, still had the thrash roots. It was still heavy. It was still very riffy. It was still very guitar, guitar action. Um, Rob Flynn is uh, is the quote unquote rhythm guitarist of this band, and if you if you know if you know Machine Head, like it's it's very heavily guitar. And every drummer that they have picked up, I know they've gone through like twenty eight of them. That's sarcasm, obviously, but they um every drummer has always been phenomenal. So the guitar riffs and. But 1999 happened, and that's when, go ahead, Anthony. <laughs> the Burning Red. The Burning Red happened. So the Burning Red was released. Now this is where this is why I thought these guys were actually interesting for like the evolution, the evolution talk because like they they started as like a thrash metal band, and like the the two previous albums before the the Burning Red with um. The more things change and uh, burn my eyes. It was all about life experiences. It was all about Rob Flynn being like a previous crack dealer. It was all it was all about like his experiences in the band Violence. It was about it was like a lot of like everything that this guy has ever written about has always been about like life experience. So the Burning Red came out, and the Burning Red is when they kind of shifted from thrash to like new metal. Now. Uh, listening to the Burning Red being being the the album that I've listened to the most, uh, they almost have like a like a weird, I don't want to use the term, but rapcore. They have like that kind yeah. of quick vocals, the kind of rapness to it, where it's just like vocal, vocal language, word, word, word. Skater metal. Uh, I suppose. No. Um, Desire to Fire. Desire being, to Fire. Uh, my, my, on one of my album. one of my favorites is is very. Um, Rapish, if you must. It's also, in like full disclaimer, the Burning Red is the first time I actually heard Machine Head. Okay. Um, they were they were playing uh, Lok Bazooka at Green Hill oh. Park okay. in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, have the Burning Red CD signed by all these members. Very nice. Which, that's something, you know, excites me. Um, Fan member really... Band memorabilia is always nice. And the the the, the, the song that they came out with that they actually still keep along it's um, 
It's a, the blood, the sweat, the tears. This is a song that they actually still play like in, in like current touring. I think it's the one that actually came along. It's also the first time that they actually kind of went on softer end. The actual title track of the album, The Burning Red, is a softer, like it's a slow moving, it's very, it's, I mean, it's not okay. thrash by any means. Um, it's more of a, it's more of like soft and like aesthetically pleasing. But um, Burning Red released, this was the debut of the rapping vocals, more of a new metal sound. Um, they got the accusations of selling out. So if you think in 1999, corn, corn, Limp Biscuit, mm. everything else that was like coming out in like that period, and the, 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 band, the band's comments to that was like the idea they didn't want to sound like the other popular bands but still remain a unique sound um, the rapping vocals actually considered I missed a whole section of like prevalent history see, see what happens when I don't like just read my notes so Aru Lester Aru Lester is currently of the band El Nino oh okay wow El Nino still plays Aru Luster. <laughs> Your mic's dead again, bro. Yeah, you done. Hello? There we go. You there I am. El Nino. El Nino. You released an album a couple years ago. Okay. Two, me, three, maybe? Let me, di- let me dial back again. Yep, 1997. Nope. Um, doing so bad. Just, I, I typed this up like so nicely. I'm doing... I like beer. So, um, guitar, guitarist Mater, in 1997, after they actually came out with their second, their second uh, release, the more, the more things changed. He showed up during a practice, like completely, um, just completely, high on, yeah, he was strung out. Methamphetamine. Yep. So I he like quits. He quits. He's replaced by Aru Lester, who is currently of Il, of El Nino. Yep. And I believe uh, Mater toured with Soulfly. Mater went on the tour with the uh, with with the um, one of the Cavalier brothers. Yep. So the Burning Red was actually believed to be a lot influenced by Aru Luster. So the change of sound, like the change of dynamic. Um, I like the Burning Red for the fact of the the kind of change and, and it's I. F- I feel like like I like the Burning, the Burning Red because it was the first album I ever. <laughs> that too, that too. But I, also the fact that it made them a little more unique than than the Thrash and than the other bands that were around at the time. This album actually debuted number eighty-eight on the Billboard charts. Wow. Uh, the cover of "Message in a Bottle." Yeah, I was gonna say the Police is on this album. And again, I, I already talked about it, but their first soft track, the first soft track to actually re- release the actual title song, "The Burning Red," was a, was the first was the first. So I mean, you have evolution there. I mean, like you have two records that came out like in thrash, like they were heavily, they were very popular in like Europe, and then they get well, that's, that's their, their, everything's out there. everything's um, under Roadrunner Records at this point. I'm a big fan of Silver. I think Silver is one of my one of my favorites. So that's 1999, 2001, Supercharger was released. Um, remains in the new metal rap style vocals. Started getting harsh reviews. Blabbermouth, as an example, I quote, Blabbermouth.net reviewer. Um, I'm going to F this name up like something fierce. 
Bjorvajkurjan stated Supercharger is likely to disappoint everyone who is expecting the Bay Area Quartet to return to the ultra-testosterone-charged sounds of their first two albums. Now, what I can tell you from Supercharger, just on personal experience, I didn't know Supercharger existed. That bad, huh? So I knew, I mean, I knew of the Burning Red. What's actually interesting is I knew of the logo change that they went Okay. When they introduced Supercharger, sure. like Supercharger itself, um, I'll be sharing on Facebook like a uh, a playlist. Um, I just picked as a lie. I pretty much just picked the, uh, the the songs that were starred on like the the, uh, the Supercharger album, but there was there weren't many. This one was not critically acclaimed by uh, by their fans, unfortunately. Um, it did debut on number 115 on the billboards, so I think there was like some high hopes. I always feel like you, you have your, your main album that comes out, and it's huge. And the album after, there's so much, the uh, the bar is so high that it People never... it never a certain thing. It as never, as it never as, reaches... As far as evolution goes, bar. like what, it, what ends up happening is like 1999 when The Burning Red came out, I mean, this is when they were actually like in America now like they weren't necessarily relying on like European tours like this is this was their their US presence so also in 2001 Machine Head had released a single for Crashing Around You as well as a music video this is when they started to get in the the video world just Um, this video was dying the um the video was released they killed several the radio weeks. Star, so it's okay. Now, here's the problem with the video. The video was released several weeks after the September 11, 2001 attacks and was banned from MTV for the depictions of falling buildings. Buildings that buildings that feelings too. Pro, I'm pro building, so 2001 was a pretty significant day with pro build, building buildings dropping. Buildings that feelings. They're like, so, they're like you and me. Roadrunner Records, expecting <laughs> to make a fair profit from album promotions, dropped the band's funding, causing Machine Head to leave the label. That's... Huh. So, no longer with Roadrunner. So, huh. the band was leaving Roadrunner. Luster departed from the band for musical differences. Which happens. Supercharger ended up being their lowest-selling album to date. Usually after they, they mutually separate ties with Roadrunner, but with the same producer released Hell Alive, which was a set recorded in London. So they put out a live album after they lose all, like, all Seems their... Seems to be Europe is their, uh, their go-to. Yeah, that's their... But I feel like Europe is always more accepting. Well, the... It, it, the thing is, is during the 90s, Europe was a, a breeding ground for American bands really? of all well, genres. Well, I mean, you look at the British invasion in general... Um, they all came from there. It, like, if you couldn't sell here in the states, you can sell out. You there. jumped over to to. Well, to you Europe. look at metal in general. I mean, black metal was created. It was, not even just metal. Alone. Like right. all kinds of music. Like you jumped over to Europe and. I just feel. Like, I feel like they're, they're more open-minded. I guess would be the term. So the the yeah, picture I'm gonna the yeah. picture I'm gonna paint here. 2001, they put out a pretty not accepted album. They try to put out a video. Video gets friggin' squashed by everybody. Record label's pissed. Everybody's fucking pissed. So 2002. I feel like you've succeeded as a thrash band if everybody's pissed. <laughs> right? Aru Luster had left in 01. Yep. He's re- he was um, temporarily replaced by a-, a man named Phil Demel, who played in the thrash band Violence 
alongside Flynn. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm gonna guess he's not one of the ones that had violence. None of the none of the gang members. Uh, they played some festival shows, including headlining slot with uh, Full Force Festival in Germany. Then Phil wasn't actually able to commit to the band. He and Machine Head parted ways. Remain of the band started writing songs for the next album. Eventually, through the ashes. And hoping to get signed to a record label, they recorded a short demo including a radio-style song called Pins and Needles and an electric press kit for companies, also hoping they could get signed on the strength of their previous efforts. Nearly every recorded label in music industry rejected the four-track demo. Oof. 2002, wow. so we don't have a lemo. Lemo? We don't have a. No one's got a lemo. We, we don't took have a, our lemo away. We don't have a. We don't have a label. 2003, Demo returned as a full-time guitarist and started writing with the band. Now, this is actually when like they they dumped their previous producer, like Rob Flynn, actually started doing the producing for their songs. At mm -hmm. this point, um, they produced through the ashes. It was released in Europe in October of 03. Yep. 27th, October 27th. Now, why that's significant? Because there was the uh, the label they previously um, got Roadrunner, Roadrunner U.S. interest interested in a new album after they were turned down by almost every other label in the U.S. re-signed mm -hmm. and re-released through the ashes in 2004. Funny how they come back when they're like, "Oh, you're good. I got Fuckers. you." And you know what? Through the ashes might be one of my favorite Machine Head albums. Albums. Hmm. Like start to finish, might be one of my my. It's very guitar so the riffy. The vampires. There's not as much rap. Like the the rap vocals kind of disappeared. Um, it was written by the remaining three, so it was only three pieces actually. It's very anthemy too. Which is which is interesting because three pieces can be. One of my uh, one of my things that I always joke about like Machine Head, like so, like some of their songs, like they could all be like like. You know how if you go to like a, a concert, there's always like an encore song. Sure. Like they write every one of their songs to be like an encore song. It has an epic intro, a great sound, a crazy, you know, bridge and court like bridge <clears throat> so, and solo. Um, side note: uh, Robert Flynn, reading this, uh, Wikipedia, said that uh, when um, Aru quit Machine Head to join Nickelback Wannabe's Juggernaut. Uh, they made a decision to start writing as a three-piece. I didn't want to go through the whole tryout process and to see what a new guy would do, but they, they did it on their own terms. It's kind of interesting. And, and going back, I mean, us being a three-piece, it's, it's hard when you have one guitarist, because you don't have that... The, uh, that you have to feel it. Back. The you, additional you have, structure. You have to feel it. I mean, and I always, I mean, again, sidebar. Now, the they were writing music as a three-piece. Correct. They always had a fourth guitarist. Did they? Okay. So he'll, Rob Flynn will write. Rob Flynn has been That's the true. primary I was going to say, Rob Flynn does the guitar writing. And, and going, as I was, as I was going, the, the side piece being um, a total sidebar, Chevelle being a, a three-piece. Mm -hmm. Okay. They fill the shit out of this stuff. I mean, they, they always mm -hmm. have. Even with live, they've been, they've been good. Three-piece is hard. Is what I'm trying to get at. Oh yeah. When you try in the, especially because if if you play a lot of live shows, you you need to fill. You don't have the the uh, the luxury of recording where you can be like, I mean, look at Dime Bay, look at Pantera, mm. having one guitarist. They can they can overlap their guitars. Right. They can fill the sound. 
and, and to fulfill being a live band, it's hard. It really is. Absolutely. Now, the evolution that I actually wanted to point out, like, I mean, this band started as a thrash. They actually transitioned from a thrash to a new metal. And then they kind of came back to, like, thrashy, but not necessarily. I mean, I honestly wouldn't consider Through the Ashes necessarily a thrash album. But it's it's a, it's a great heavy metal album. But let's go into... So Roadrunner actually released in the U.S., so it was released in 03 in Europe. Roadrunner actually released it back in 04 in the U.S., which is probably when I picked it up. Thank you, Roadrunner, for coming right. back. 2007, there's six studio album actually was released the black. now if you want to talk about if you want to talk this about been busy. popularity mm-hmm. number 53 on billboard which to date is their highest mm-hmm. um, this album with the current members was actually considered to have a lot of influence from uh, Rush mm. Rush. Farewell to the Kings well three piece bands I mean there's As three piece four bands piece. go. They're right at. That's why I say I had to correct. They're always a four piece. They always have a, a lead and a, yeah, because they a got lead and a rhythm. Is, uh, a semi, mm. uh, semi uh, rhythm. Uh, the blackening actually received a lot of positive reviews from media, media including Blabbermouth, who I just mentioned earlier, like really kind of ripped them apart. Uh, Blabbermouth.net reviewer Don Kane awarded the album 9.5 out of 10, saying the blackening is one of the purest, finest, most. Ex- Expression, one of the expressions. Let me start over. How? One of the purest, finest, most powerful expressions of modern heavy metal released. They compared it to the uh, Master of Puppets album. Master of Puppets, 19. Mm-hmm. There were a few uh, Rolling Stone, I think, uh, criticized it for like some long song titles. I think the opening track of the Blackening is like 10 minutes long. And we've had this discussion. Machine Head, with their so- I mean, they're more popular songs. The songs are like eight. 10 minutes long but like you brought up they built every one of their songs could be an opener and every one of their songs could be a closer there's an epic build up in an intro there's a song there's a crazy breakdown there's a like a light the fireworks finale yeah they put a lot of work in the music and the blackening long songs don't scare me now and it got a defeated the album The Blackening came out with Halo. Sorry. Now yes. Halo was now actually. Now we down. Um, Halo was actually voted best guitar rift by some by like some like metal media sites. It's over ten minutes long. Okay. Halo is. I don't think Halo is. It was responded negatively as he was displeased with the songs running over ten minutes. You know, what's really funny is that there's only one song, and it's actually the opener that's over 10 minutes. The uh, Now We Lay Feet Down. Mm-hmm. And Halo like is you said, a, you're, not, you're not affected by long songs. If, you, no. if, you if it's done right, if it's done right, yeah. then you can, you can, I mean, if you got ch- the original is what, 30, 14, 30? 14 minutes long. Is that what it is, the original? Album, like album 14 minutes long. If you check out my playlist, you're actually 21, Book of, Book of 21 for a live. Book of Souls is, is roughly up there as well from Iron Maiden. If you check out my playlist, you're gonna you're gonna get the ten minute song, and you're gonna get Halo because Halo is phenomenal. A great tune, great 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 tune. 
Uh, Halo enough um, said been voted by Metal Hammer Golden God Awards. The band won the award for the best album, and Flynn won the uh, Golden God Award. Oh yeah, Golden God. Two thousand. Yeah, we talked about that actually a couple episodes ago. Mm. Golden Gods. Two thousand eight. Hallowed be thy name. Cover was produced for a Maiden compilation tribute album, and there was some. Also, a, also a great cover. Machine Head, for, the, for for their career, like up to this point, they they really thrived on like the uh, summer festivals. They really thrived, and like the fact that they were in like America, like they had a couple like headline tours, but they were really like involved heavily in like like festival festival type atmospheres. Um, 2011 record started for Unto the Locust, produced produced by Rob Flynn, because Rob Flynn kind of really took on the producer role, like when through the ashes, like started. Um, the song Locust debuted live at Locust. a 2011 festival show album. I'm sorry, the song Locust debuted at a, at a 2011 oh. f- festival. The, the uh, album actually was released in September. Uh, charted number 22 on Billboard. First time band made it to the top 25. Damn. And if I'm correct, according to Spotify, Locust is one of their top top songs. Which is unfortunate because I don't really like it. I'm not a fan as well. Being a Machine Head fan, <laughs> like the for like the long haul, I actually didn't like them onto the Locust. No, I'm I'm the same. I mean, Bleeding Red. Um, so yeah. You can't that compare the what? I mean, you, you know? can't the compare the two. I mean, they 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 went back to thrash. I mean, it was heavy, it was riffy, it was kind of grungy. Had a little grunt. I mean, and that's just me talking. Uh, 2012 Machine Head won the Best International Band Award in two, the 2012 Metal Hammer Awards in Berlin, Germany. The live album Machine Fucking Head Live released on November 13th. Machine Head announced cancellation. Of their North American oh. tour dates from the 13th to the 23rd due to Rob Flynn requiring emergency surgery to treat an in, um, ingenial hernia. And NGO? Something like that. Which, I'm, which I mean... I'll... Now, what I can tell you from, like, what I know of the band, like, uh, 2010, 2011, 2012, like, Rob Flynn actually started going through, like, a mental crisis, like, with his own health and... Um, his relationships like the people around him leading right into my next segment here 2013 on February 22nd 2013 the band announced a bassist and founding member Adam Deuce left the band albeit on friendly terms four days later Rob Flynn revealed in his online blog that he fired Adam Deuce because of ongoing differences and that leaves Flynn the only remaining original member. So Rob Flynn is the only... Um, they searched for a temporary replacement for the festival season and were... They were actually taking YouTube submissions to play with the band. I actually think I remember this in 2013. Really? It's like, hmm. I can play bass. I can play bass. <laughs> I can play Machine Head for a couple of times. So... Tragedy continues. 2014, early 2014, Deuce filed a lawsuit against his former band and manager in federal court for trademark infringement, breach of uh, fiduciary duty, breach of partnership agreement, intentional and negligence interference with 
prospective economic relations. There's a lot of lawyer talk here. Uh, negligence, um, defamation, and unfair competition. And he wants a band enjoined from using the machine head marks. Hmm. The reason why I bring this up is because like this all contributed to Rob Flynn. Because Rob Flynn... If you know Rob Flynn's work, he's a mental head case. He is. Um, and he, he's emotional. He's a family man. Like he's got a lot of he's got a lot of shit going on. And what I would bring up is the works. It's called the Generals, the General Journals, Diary of a Frontman, and other ramblings. It's a uh, it's a regular blog that actually gets produced. And if you followed this from like, I I didn't take a lot of notes from it because I could talk for hours going off of like the general notes in the diary of a front man but this actually started right around 2014 because he goes into the betrayal that he had from the band members he goes from the he goes through the betrayal that he has from like um record labels the um the stress of being on the road the stress of you know the the costs and like whatnot because like they went, they went years like a lot of American like metal bands they like, they went years like not turning a profit on an American tour. Sure. Yeah, I can see. That. Like they were going on European tours to pay for the American tours, and it was 2014, 2015 where they finally had an American tour that actually turned a profit. And there was a lot of there was a lot of time in like between. Um. So during all this lawsuit nonsense, like Rob Flynn actually announced. Uh, he had to announce the track listing for uh, Bloodstone and Diamonds. Like they had to like, kind of separate themselves from like from dudes. Um, Bloodstone and Diamonds was released on November 14th of 2014. Lighter sound. There was some orchestrative production that was actually added, but there was a lot of influence with like the, with his new members. Like it was a higher energy. Like it wasn't. A, it was different. It's actually a really great album. Bloodstone and Diamonds is like pretty good. So that's 2014, 2016. They released a standalone single. Is, is there anybody, anybody out there? I I enjoy the song a lot. It's a cool tune. It's a great tune, it like and it's honestly Floyd. nothing like they've ever done. It's, it's more clean. Uh, it's uh, it's very melodical. Um, it has like a full-blown melodical chorus. It's um. It's it's a song that's it's not on an album. It's not. It's 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 on its own. It's a standalone single. They release on like XM Radio is actually the first ones to get a hold of it. And to be honest with you, hearing is anybody out there? I was really excited for the next their new album because I thought that was the direction they were going. But I'll let you continue. Right. So that was 2016 that they actually released that, and there was like a big gap, like 2017. They said, "Yeah, we're working on new material for our new al- our newest album, Catharsis, and that was going to be set for a, uh, a January 2018 release. And it was going to accompany you know, like a world tour. So 2018, here we are. Catharsis was finally released. Now Catharsis actually goes back. Catharsis brings up like everything that they've ever it done. Does. It's- it's it, very it goes thrashy. Back. It's got some rap vocals. It's got some it's thrashy, and the songs are long as shit too. You know what? The, 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 the song that I absolutely love off of Catharsis is something like unlike anything they've ever done. It was Bastards. Okay. 
And if you um, if you check out, we're gonna I'm gonna share I'm gonna share a set list with you. But like the song Bassets, like what a great tune. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm a huge fan of Rob Flynn because I think that guy that guy just like writes from his soul. He does. And I actually uh, I wanted to bring this up. I, I waited till this album because I read an interview with with him. And we we've had discussions on this podcast of, of people being sensitive to all in. And, and he, he brought up the fact that, that in his, his songs, he brings up what he thinks. Doesn't give a shit what other people think, their thoughts, their, their, their views. He writes what he thinks, what he knows, what he believes. And, and he brought up the fact that he could care less what their responses are. He's, a, I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's always been a speak from the heart guy. Right. And, like... I forgot to mention, 2013. There was also a uh, there was a label shift, Nuclear Blast. Yep. He signed. He signed with. Um, so again, uh, that was no Roadrunner. So left left Roadrunner in 2013. Joined Nuclear Blast. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of artists out there that like like touch your soul, kind of a thing. And Rob Flynn. He's not mainstream by any means. I don't think. I mean, they, he tells they, you exactly what Machine he Machine what Head has a lot of, has a lot of success, but I wouldn't consider Machine Head like mainstream music. No. But if you if you go back to the beginning, like I said, I've actually I'm a, I'm a regular subscriber now. Like the the General Journal's his diary of a frontman. Like go back to like 2014, like when he actually had the separation of like those band the, like. This dude is a bundled ball of like emotion, and he and, just he, and, he wears his heart on like what's the term? He wears his heart on his sleeve, sure. pretty much. I mean, like and he, that's how you that, that's how bands should write their music. Is it should come from the heart? It should, it should come and, from what you feel, your your emotions, your situations, what you've been through. And I've seen Machine Head a handful of times. I want to say at least three. Um, I saw Machine Head at Loco, uh, Loco Bazooka at uh, Green Hill Park in uh, Worcester when they were first starting out. That's when I got my uh, my uh, my album signed. I saw them open for Metallica. They went on a tour with the Sword. Nice. And uh, Metallica. That was like 2009-ish. No, no. If I brought up earlier, but they do like the the night with Machine Head. Their, it's their most happened. recent tour, like they, they didn't bring a headliner. It was like a, a night with Machine Head. They go, they kind of go Bruce Springsteen style, sure. where they do the, uh, they do like long. They uh, they, did, they actually long did show um, set. You know, you get set breaks. And the uh, the one that popped up the most to me is, um, they did a Pantera night, where they did they played a few Pantera songs, um, which is cool that they, they've reached out and kind of been like, hey. What I love about this guy, because, you know, Rob Flynn, like, his personality, like, his his ability, the fact that he, he's produced, like, half of his albums, like, he wrote a lot of them, like, he's always been the primary writer. This guy loves us. He loves us as fans. And you can feel that, like, when you're at, like, his show. Like, he's there for you. Sure. And that's how it should be, because fans yeah. are what build a band. Is what make a band 
dominant. It, it, it makes them who they are and, and how big they are, essentially. And as many demons as this guy fights, because like I, like I said, if you read these diaries, man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, like I'm, I'm doing my thing again. Like this has been like my theme today. Like I'm getting friggin' all gooses. You got the gooses. Like I, I'm getting all like goosebumpy, honk, like clear. Honk, I'm, I'm, honk. Gonna I'm gonna try not to friggin' cry because, <laughs> like I said, this guy wears his heart on his sleeve, man. And which is what what music? 1991. Come from, come this dude has been playing right. music for 1991. And we're talking about him in 2018. 20, yeah. 27 years, roughly. It's a long time. My math is correct. And. Well, yeah, because I'm 27 and I knew that I was born. I should know that. Good lord. It's just. Sorry. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Like I said, I'm trying, I'm trying to fight. I'm trying to, I'm trying to fight the goosebumps, but like. I, I'm, I'm going to link this guy's work. The, the last thing I'm going to say about this is. Just go and follow. Check out because I mean, obviously, I would need hours and hours to like go over everything that he's, that he's ever put out there. But like, this dude is deep, man. And if you have a soul, like this guy, this guy can relate to you, and you can relate to this person. Whether if you're if you're actually an aspiring artist, and like the the work that it takes to uh, to be successful, like this guy's gonna touch on it. If you're a family man, this guy's gonna touch on it. Um, the latest one I actually read, just to give like a quick summary, he was actually talking about like when he goes on tour, the adjustment that his family actually goes through. And uh, his, like, he was saying, it's like, it's like, well, my fam- my family, because like we go on tour for like such long periods of time, they have to pretty much pretend I don't exist. And he mentioned like that starts like a week before I leave, and it continues from like a week before I get back, or after I get back. He's like that adjustment is hard because like you know you go back home and you're like oh I want to be yeah I'm dad I'm here I'm dad I'm I'm in and it takes a week adjustment the I mean the stuff is unbelievable and I pick these guys as an evolution because I mean these guys are an evolution started in 1991 primarily in Europe get over to America they play the new metal. They start like showing their roots, like they go back to thrash. They're very anthemic. I I would actually invite you to to enjoy enjoy the um, the playlist that I put together, which I'll, I'll I'll save on Facebook and I'll I'll link to the episode links. Oh, I guess it. that's and you know what? I'm actually gonna bring one more thing up. The their latest release, Catharsis. They came up with the song Bastards. And I haven't I haven't done I, I, I'll admittedly say I haven't done the full research on the song Bastards. But if you actually listen to Bastards, like I personally have a son. I have a I have a fifteen year old teenage prick of a son. <laughs> and it's not Anthony. It's not Anthony. <laughs> Definitely not Anthony. Come on. <laughs> and there's something about that song, Bastards, that just kicks me in the balls like every time I freaking hear it. It's on my playlist. It's on my regular like listen list. It's it's not like anything Machine Head has ever put out. And it's it's freaking beautiful. Like if you have XM satellite radio, you've heard Bastards. If 
If anybody has anything negative to say about the fact that Ambassador's released, well, fuck you. Because that's it. I'm going to... Yeah, no. I got nothing else because... I, I dig it. I'm going to... I like where it's coming from. From the hot. You know, I write music. I do. Myself and Anthony, we, 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 we write music. And if I could ever produce something that meant as much to somebody as Rob Flynn could actually produce, I would be proud of my catalog. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't know if that sums it up. Right. But this guy, means, this guy means a lot to me. Hmm. And he puts a lot of pressure on me with me, me writing music because it's like, shit, dude, that's a high it's fucking a, bar. I was going to say it's a, it's a high bar to reach. I'm feeling it. You guys are making me all sad. I'm picking up what you're putting wanna... down. Right, somebody say something funny. Horse molasses. <laughs> donkey cheese. Is the donkey teasing you? Cheese? Now, isn't, now cheese. A donkey, cheese. A donkey being a pack mule, does that also make it a horse bag? A bag of horses. No, 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 no like, a, like a horse used as so, a set bag. So as we go pack over the... horse bag. <laughs> Guys, these these uh these evolutions of artists like if it if it inspires anybody to do anything it's like my my like, if you if if you have a piece of music out there that you love like learn 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 the artist and it's it's good to, to know where it comes from because I tell you there's oh, a uh, there's a great story behind it there's a great there's a great journey behind it always and and I'll I'll say it six times before. Um, Music is an art. It, it's, it's an expression. It, it's it's who you are. It's how you feel. It's it's your beliefs, your decisions, your, your choices. It's uh, it's, it's how you perceive the we're world all, and, and how you express yourself. We're, we're only scratching the surface, man. I mean, we, you can you can go what I consider classic, like Faith No More. Mm-hmm. You can go what I consider epic, like a Treyu. And you can you can go what I, where, where I say it's like it hits you right in the feels man like machine head mm-hmm. if you ever went to a machine head show and never thought that that guy did not appreciate the shit out of you being there you send me an email with your personal address i'll come punch you i'll punch you in the nuts myself johnny cage you know what full splits i'll do it uh, <laughs> I, I, i'm here with marcus I, i'll back him up i'll back him up and, and this is why we do this that's yeah. it. I don't want to be emotional anymore. Gotta love music. I can't mm-hmm. wait. Like I keep bringing like sad, like sad stories on like, previous episodes, but like right now, like I'm, I'm telling you, I get choked. I was there's, a man though. I did not lose it. I did not lose my shit. There's there's nothing like music in this world. Agreed. I sometimes wish it wasn't as important to me. <laughs> I don't. But at the same time, if it's, if it's one thing that that I understand, it's, I love it's my music. music. That's that's in the same way. It's my go-to. Mm-hmm. People ask me to, to, to pick a favorite band, and I I, I, I want to karate chop them in the throat. You know, I um, chopstick. I'm gonna go like way back. I think I uh, I quoted I quoted this like way back in episode one. The movie Rock Band. The movie Rock Band. Mm-hmm. No. Say that again. Almost famous. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not right. Something's wrong here. Sad moment, man. 
sorry. Beer. I was, I was, I, I was <laughs> making, okay, full disclosure, I was making sure, like, I was making sure GarageBand was, like, still recording and, like, my, my shit got jumbled. But I, um, I, uh, the, the, our first episode, I, I quoted uh, Almost Famous. And the quote that I'll bring up today is, is like, anytime, like, you're feeling like a certain way, you can always go home, pop on a record, and you're back with your friends. Mm-hmm. And those will take care of you. True story. I love that. Holy Absolutely love that movie. Yeah, I got, I mean, I want to add to that. But. I mean, you, you pretty much summed it up. Yeah. Music, music. Is, music is a safe place for a lot of people. I'm going to be so sad. Regardless, regardless. Like, like, I might go home. I might, I might home. go home. I don't think you are home. I'm gonna we go, are here. I'm going to go home upstairs and like probably have myself a cry. <laughs> people, people say music is life. And I don't, I don't know necessarily whether or not most people who say that appreciate sure. that means. Sure. Because it doesn't necessarily just go towards the musician. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It's that person who jumps in, right. who who tears apart the thing that they love mm-hmm. because they love it. And they want it. They, they, they want to know everything that makes it. And, and it's also a reflection of yourself. You know, people who, who uh, see themselves in, in certain types of music. And uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's a safe place. Regardless of your situation in your life, depending hmm. if you're poverty or abusive or, or any other sorts. I mean, music's always there's a way to... Not only express, but to there's almost, someone out almost there who shares your message. Correct, and you can relate to that, mm. and and that's 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 the best thing about music is, is and it's such a such a broad spectrum. Not not even metal alone, but but music in general. Mm. It's such an expressive. I mean, you know, it reaches out to everyone. You know, I don't care what anybody says. Our heavy metal community, we're the best one going around. Metal peeps are pretty. I like, I always I can't argue. I, I've I've always said that that metal is, and and I've read um, different articles based on it, and, and the metal community is so one. You know what I mean? Like regardless mm. of, of your subgenres, they they all find the same um, acceptance of it all. Yeah. And it's the expression of it, the art of it, the whole nine yards. And I fucking dig that about you. And actually, uh, Corey Taylor was one of the, the big ones to point out that the middle community, as, as obscure as it is, as revere, as, as not, I want to say hated, but um, outcast as it is, it's, yeah. it's the largest that he's seen, Corey Taylor's quote, of people who have gotten together. It's the reason why the genre has lasted. Correct. And has made And it's, it's its fans, its, its supporters. Sound. Great the way it has. Mm-hmm. Totally pop music changes. It changes with the times. It changes with the... It's still known as pop music, Correct. but it changes. Mm-hmm. Metal kind of just adds new elements. Sure. I, I when it mean, comes down to it, it's always metal. Yeah. It's always rock. Whether you add hard or 
post or progressive yeah. or it, it, it's all it's all in the same stay metal brothers and sisters yeah I'm trying to cut us off you guys want to talk about these awesome beers here? yeah let's You've finish our beers Jay, go ahead, kid. I got boom sauce. Boom! And and really, I got Not to be confused with BAM! That'd be Lord Hobo Brewing? Yes. Lord Hobo Brewing. I believe out of Woburn, Woburn Massachusetts. Woburn, Woburn, Woburn. However you want to pronounce it here in the state of Massachusetts. You hear great things about this beer. It's, it was, you it know... Good. Um, for an you IPA, let me I get, didn't know it was an IPA. Let me tell you, great things about this beer because some dude who doesn't like, wouldn't necessarily have bought it if it was an IPA. He bought it and he enjoyed it. I mean, I did. like I, 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 I actually, I actually compared it to Guinness. Well, yeah, and that's the first thing you said when, when I tried it. And I'm not a big fan of IPAs. I'm not a fan of the hoppy, but I can't it's, stand the, the hoppiness is there, but it's not enough to, to ruin. Thick, smooth, and creamy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. It, it's definitely got a, it's got a Guinness feel for it. You have one the I six agree. out of that? I'll give it a four and a half. Okay. Not a boy. Give it a four and Dude. a half. Dude, cheers. Cheers to that. Fuck yeah. I went IPA, did I? Did you? Yeah, I went back to Evil Genius. Okay. Me, I got me some Stacy's mom. Does she have it going on? Stacy's mom has it going on, man. Or should I say she's got it going on? You know what? Have we, have we had any... We've, we've done Evil Genius a couple times. Have we had any Evil Evil Genius we don't like? I don't know. I don't think Purple Monkey Dishwasher? Any beer that's coming out of the dishwasher, I'm going to... With monkeys and purple. I mean, I, I'm down with the monkeys <laughs> and purple, but dishwasher... I'm a believer. You know, I'm going with it. I got four. I got 4.5 out of 6. Okay. For Stacey's mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she does have it going on. She's at least got it going. In a direction. <laughs> I give mean, me one run with Stacy's mom. We'll figure it out later. Okay. Stacy. Okay. Good, good, good. And uh. Nah, I get that. So, I'm a big fan of lefties. I like their stouts. I like their their. Uh, I'm a righty. Me, me as well. I can't say <laughs> I can't say that I'm not. It's funny because my mother's a lefty. They're pretty brutal southpaws. Yeah. I like um, ding, ding. Lefties I've enjoyed. I enjoy the stouts. I haven't done a stout in a while, so I actually searched for a stout today. Um, I got Lefty's Beans Brew Imperial Stout with coffee added. It's it's good. It's good. It's very it's good. Very it's very coffee. It's, it's got the coffiness. It's, it's very imperial. The, it's heavy. It's a nice uh, 10.2%, I believe. That's high. So it fucks your shit up if you're not expecting I mean, it. Imperial Porter. I mean, that's what you expect. Um, I'd give it a four. I have a lot of good beers today. I agree. It's like I back up with, up to date with the uh, base card guys. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been letting the music speak for us, not the beer. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Surprise. Uh. Alright, last last thoughts. Final words. Final words. Final words. Anybody? Horse frosting. It's a fucking beer. <laughs> I've been planning that word all day. Horse, horse I, frosting. What does that even uh, mean? The Institute of Horse Frosting. Um, like sea biscuit, but less uh, soggy. Um. Shh. 
shit. You just took everything right out. Just, just. All right. If if you want less words, this this episode's been pretty deep. Um. And long. Go on. No, but but in all fairness, um, we need to we need to we need to spread the music. We need to we need to to share. Um, get everyone involved because it can be life changing. It, it can it can um, show people who they are. It can give people a meaning, and I feel like music's so, a big part in our life. Yeah. He's going deep. So you're out there. You're listening. Running start. Share your music with us. Tell us what you like. If we, we haven't talked about a band that, that, that you love, tell us about the band. Mm-hmm. We'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll share. We're, we're, we're we'll open like that. You know what? We're going to do, like, do more album reviews. We're going to do more B-sides. We're going to do more artist evolutions. Like This is, this is a thing for us. And we're going to get some locals in here. Mm-hmm. We're going to have us a slap dickety time. Ow. Share, share away. Love your music. Spread the love. Great. In the meantime, like, share, listen, repeat. Heavy Metal Over Six Pack wants to hear from you. For the love of God, like, email us if you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions. HMOA number six PACK at gmail.com. We can be listened to on. I can't wait to say this. Google iTunes, Play. Google Play. Google Play. Google Play. <laughs> you can find us on the TuneIn app. If you have the app, we're at Podomatic.com. We're on Facebook. If you just search like a noise person, heavy metal versus back at. <laughs> And we digress. And Twitter and Instagram at HMOA number six BACK dot com. Homastic. Show the love. That's all I got for you guys today. Yeah. Bye. Peace. That is the end of this episode. Another fun filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.